Hello, everyone. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast, where every week, Jeff Glover and his coaches will dive deep into questions that you are asking. They understand the challenges you are facing on a day-to-day basis and still work every day on the front lines of real estate, with Jeff and his team closing over a 1,000 homes per year. In today's episode, we are joined by four realtor panelists who share the biggest lessons and decisions that have shaped their successes in business. They discuss the path they took to create their own unreal lives and the strategies and tactics they've implemented to get there. Now, let's hear from Jeff Glover. All right, welcome. Thanks for being with us, guys. So we're going to go like we have up until this point, stage left to right. And we're going to have a 10, 12 minute chat or so with each of you about what you're doing, what you're specializing in, what you're succeeding in, and hopefully the audience walks away with something that they can take from that conversation. So why don't we start with you? Why don't you introduce yourself, um, where you're from, how long you've been in the business, and of course, don't for- and production if you want to share that too. Uh, and of course, don't forget your zodiac sign. Everybody's got to know that. Well, my name is Cheesette Cowan. I'm coming to you from Tampa, Florida, although I am originally from New England. I like to say that. Mm -hmm. Um, I have been in the business since 2017, mid-2017. Last year, I did just under $7 million in volume, Mm -hmm. um, and I am a Virgo. You're a Virgo. pretty awesome sign. Awesome. I bet it is. (laughs) All right. Let's hear it for Cheesette. Thank you, Cheesette. Justin. Uh, my name is Justin Ford. I'm from the uh, Detroit, Michigan area, and I have been in real estate for eight years. I uh, started my real estate career with Jeff, and last year I did uh, 125 transactions at $31 million, and uh, my zodiac sign is a Scorpio. Scorpio. All right. Love it. That's got the little, it's got the little stinger on the back, you know? <laughs> Don't cross a Scorpio. My name is Kimberly Meserve. I am from Boston, Massachusetts, and this is my sixth year in real estate, though I haven't lived in Boston the entire time, so that's a little bit part of my story. And last year I did just under $25 million in volume, and I'm an Aquarius. I guess we're supposed to be talking about Yes, Aquarius. <laughs> All right. There we go. A couple Aquarius friends in the room. All right. Let's hear it for her. Come on. Jay. Yep. My name is Jay Fischetti, and I am from Columbia, Maryland. Been in the business uh, full-time, a little over 20 years. Uh, our team last year, we did like 37 and a half million, and I'm a Capricorn. All right, nice. Each one of you has a different sign up here. All right, I love it. All right, let's start with you, Chazette. So um, I want to hear about, um, I know you do a great job with agent-to-agent referrals. That's a big source of your business right now. So why don't we, why don't we talk, before we get into that, why don't we talk about how we got connected? So we got connected through Kate, really. Uh, Kate is an inspiration to me. She has been. But I met her formally two years ago at this event. Mm -hmm. Um, I was 300 pounds at the time. And I followed Kate on social media, but I followed her workout, her routine, the things that she talked about. And she was talking about a portion of what was my unreal life. Yeah. Um, I felt like... Uh, if you have a 10 out of 10 and each one is worth 10%, you're averaging 100. Yeah. And I feel like wherever you are in each of those areas, your lowest area can bring down the curve. Yes. And I felt like that was one area that I wasn't really bringing it and I didn't really know how to bring it and what to do. So I followed Kate. Yep. 
And it's true that you become the sum of the people that you surround yourself with. So when we came to this event, I heard uh, Sean Griffin say he was gonna work out with Kate. And I'm like, at what time? And they're like, five. I was like, oh, okay, I can do that. And by the way, you were 300 pounds at the time. I was 300 pounds. And I said, I'm gonna do that. And I met them at five o'clock in the morning and they just started lifting weights. And I'm like, I'm gonna lift it. And I'm like, I can't. I was like, they are crazy. Like, but I enjoyed the energy. And when I left, I said, you can, you can do that. Like you can show up for yourself in this area because you have the ability to do the things that you wanna do. Part of the unreal life for me is not, not letting anything hold you back. Yep. And that was an area that I knew I needed to come up in. Yeah. So I just began just talking to Kate about how your health is a big part of your wealth. Mm -hmm. And then I just started making some small changes in my life and really mindset. And then the weight just started to fall off and I lost 100 pounds in eight months. Wow, that's huge. That's awesome. Can you share with us some of those changes? So some of those changes was just really understanding what food was. It's energy, right? And then for me, it started with, I kept praying. I'm like, how do I go to the next level in my business, right? Because that's what I'm praying for. We're all praying for how do we get to the next level? And I just kept hearing, you need to lose weight. I'm like, wait a minute. It has nothing to do with business. Yep. Focus here. I want to I talk about my business. Yeah. And then I got hit with the bomb and... Uh, the Lord said, you lack discipline. Mm. It's really not about the food. It's just you lack discipline. And you just see that in your business. And you need to get it together. Yeah. I was like, ugh, yeah. painful. And then I was just like, I do lack discipline. Mm -hmm. And I'm just seeing that in this area. And then I started to work on my discipline. So it had nothing to do with the food, nothing to do with the weight. It was just a mindset of being more disciplined, yep. which is why I love live unreal everything you do because it's about consistency yeah. it's about showing up it's yeah. about doing what you need to do to be time on task over time to live that disciplined life that's a big thing that for me yeah. has changed my life i've become a better wife a better mother as a result a better agent yep. and that started here that's why i did that video i was crying because i said that that was the time that i made the decision in my mind to be committed. Mm -hmm. And my prayer is like, help me be committed to my commitments, right? And, and the, the, the results that you had because of your commitment proved to you that you can do this in other areas. I, exactly. And instead you were thinking it needed to be in business first, right? And it wasn't working the way you wanted it to. Instead you went back to health Right. Prove that you could do it there, and that gave you the motivation, the determination, all of that, that led to the discipline in business, which, yeah. let's be honest, is discipline fun? No, it's not. No. But guess what? When you master getting up at 5 a.m. and going to the gym, you won't have a problem being in lead generation at 9 o'clock. Bingo. That's for sure. So um, fast forward through that process, and of course, you've been with us for a couple of years now, or a year and a half, I guess, since that event. Um, what have you learned? What have you implemented? What does what your business look like today? So, and, your, and, your, and your health and your, and your life. So I'm training for my first uh, weightlifting competition, which I'm really excited about. It's on my birthday this year. Yep, yep. So that in and of itself, what I've learned is that I connect with people on another level. Mm -hmm. And here's what that means. So I shared everything on social media. From the start to the finish. Accountability. Accountability. And I shared it when I was going to the trainer 
Um, and I always tell people, if you want to be successful, hire a coach. That's just, it just, you get there faster. They help you get there less time. Mm -hmm. I mean, money is not an issue when you're getting the results you want. Sure. So I remember when I was going to the gym and I couldn't lift anything and I would post those videos mm -hmm. and I would be like, I'm kind of embarrassed, but it's okay. So then now when people see me today, most people interact with me through those kind of inspirational posts, but then after we've had two or three conversations, the conversations go, and by the way, my cousin needs to buy a house and she also has one to sell. Yeah. And I'm like, awesome. Yeah. But the connection came through, they find something about me inspiring, the same way I found something inspiring about Kate. So when I came to her, it was just really to exchange the energy for accountability because my unreal life was connected to the energy that she has. Yeah. And it's the same thing with me from the business perspective. Now I don't just connect with people for real estate. I tell people what I have going on in my business is bigger than real estate, yeah. right? Because I don't want to just be an agent. I have one lady in particular who came to me through that kind of situation 13 transactions from this one person and she has never bought a house from me. Wow. But when I sit down with her, she's like, I met this lady, here's her name, her phone number, here's where she works. And her, even her family member, they're like, why is she giving you my number? And I'm like, she thinks you need to buy a house. Yep. And she gives me everything and she's like, because you're such a good person. But what I'm saying is I sat down with her and talked to her yeah. about her health yep. and we have a relationship that has now translated into business. And it, but it started with sharing your story on social media yep. regularly. Yes. Right? So when we talk about going live once a week and so forth, what are your thoughts on all that? You know, I could go live three or four times a day. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh -huh. And I love it because most people won't. Yep. I, I think it was Matt that said this yesterday. Your story is not for you. I don't have the right to hide where I've been through. I don't have the right to hide because I know that my testimony is gonna be the very thing that somebody else needs to get to the next level. So if I don't share, is it really about me or is it really about them? Uh -huh. So I will go live every day and I will talk to you about you know, your, your children. So we homeschool our kids. And I, talk, I bring my kids on showings. When I sit down and do my listen appointment, listen, we have five daughters. Do you understand that if you get me after six o'clock, two or three of them might be with me. I've kind of trained them, put your iPad on, sit yeah. down and be quiet. Mm -hmm. And if, we, if they got kids, I'm in charge of the adults, you're in charge of the kids. You show the kids the house, I pay you, and I'm gonna take care of the adults. But this is my life. Before, in the industry that I was in um, before, I always felt like I, I had to shrink back the fact that I was a mom, mm. right? Like, oh, be quiet. And I tell my clients, if it's after five, you're actually impeding on their time. Yeah. So you're gonna hear them, but this is my life, right? I get to live my unreal life my way and still help people. And then you know what that does? A lot of moms are like, I wanna do real estate, but I didn't think I could because I had kids. So I got an award for social media in 2017. And you know why I got that award, Jeff? Why? I don't think you know this, I'm gonna tell you this. Let's hear it. You came to my office and spoke. Yep. And you said how you get to the office at 7.30 and you do X, Y, and Z. And I had just had a baby. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't get to the office at 7.30. This guy, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, he doesn't even have any kids. Like, There's whatever. No and, and I was like, okay, but what can I do? And I was like, I can lay in this bed while I'm feeding my child yep. and I can get on social media. 
Yep. I just started adding followers because it's that quote, start where you are, use what you have, and do what you can. Yep. I said, he's doing what he can with what he has. Yep. How do I do that? How do I do the same? How do I do the same? So I didn't look at it and say, well, I can't do it, so it can't happen. I said, how can I do it my way? And I didn't have a transaction for my first nine months in real estate. And I had four transactions in one month yep. that first time, and then it just went up from there. But I looked at you, and I was inspired because of your commitment. Mm -hmm. And I just said, how can you be committed? What can you find to be faithful and committed over? Yep. And that's when I found it. But I remember always looking at you, and I'm like, this dude is just... I mean, like I told him, he's like the Tom Brady, like Jay Z of real estate. Like I, I mean, I mean, like seriously, it doesn't get any more committed than you. No, knock it off. <laughs> well, and what did you win the award for? At being the number one social media agent on social media in Tampa. I love it. And I'm like, and they don't even realize that there are days when I'm sitting here and I'm watching other people in the office and I'm like, you're not doing all that stuff. And I'm like, guess what? I don't care. Yeah. I'm doing it my way and I'm home with my children. Yep. And as they got older, your kids won't be young forever. So as they get older, we'll transition and do more. But it is really about me being home for them first because that's my first assignment. Yep, that's right. Period. Like, yep. that's, that's right. it. Right, so if I succeed at real estate, but I fail at that, then I've still failed. That's right. So what I was looking for was an opportunity to do the things that I wanted to do for them mm -hmm. because we wanted to continue homeschooling, have the things that we want to have for them, and be able to still live a successful life with them as a priority. Yep. So my kids, they've traveled, they've been to Paris, they've been to everywhere. Yeah. And it's like real estate provided that. And I didn't miss a beat. And I never had to compromise who I was, and I'm showing them, for me, that anything is possible. Question, did you think, say, five years ago, that that was possible for you? Nope. When you think about your unreal life today? Nope. Because I thought that I'll do it when the kids get older, because that's what I hear people say. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, when the kids get older, I'll do this. And I tell them, I'm not doing anything when you're older. I'm going to do it now. It's not no, it's yes and how. Yep. So maybe I have to do it differently. That's right. It's yes and how, right? So my thing is, like I was telling Justin backstage, I'm showing them how to live in unreal life. Mm -hmm. Even at this young age, I'm showing them what perseverance look like, what, what it looks like to, to get on the other side of what you might think are obstacles. And they're really limiting beliefs. Sure. And I just needed to see what was possible. And that's why I love Kate so much, because she showed me that you can have discipline. It all starts with your commitment. It doesn't matter what your circumstances are. It doesn't matter. Even if it's small, little disciplines over time. It is. And, and at the end of the day, if you can be committed in small things, the big things have to happen. Mm -hmm. Right? So I, don't, I tell people, I detach from the results. Just tell me what I need to do every day. Yep. And I'm going to show up. That's right. That's it. Love it. Awesome. Justin, let's hear from you. Thank you. Share with us um, kind of, you know, how we got into relationship and what, what our business relationship looked like. And, of course, from there, your journey, if you would. So back in 2013, I was, uh, so I've been in the industry for 16 years. I started off in the mortgage business, and I got in right at the tail end of the boom and thought I had arrived. I share this in my breakout and, uh, you know, achieved some success. Mm -hmm. I made six figures at like 20, I think I was 23 or 24, um, newly married, a couple young kids, 
me and my wife really had no background in finances or and nobody taught us about money. So we went out and bought a house, two brand new cars, a thousand dollar watch. We were living the dream, so we thought, and we went from six figures to no figures overnight. <laughs> I lost our house to foreclosure, went through bankruptcy, both our cars were repossessed, um, had to move in with my mom and get on food stamps with three little kids, and that was very difficult. Um, then I got into the short sale and the loan modification business, again, made six figures again, and then that dried up. And then, um, you know, my mom said, you should probably go get your real estate license. And she told me about Jeff Glover because my mom actually worked in the same office as Jeff. And before I ever met Jeff, she's like, there's this guy in the office that reminds me of you. And if he can do it, you can do it. I'm like, okay, mom, whatever. Um, I remember her. She always brought in uh, brownies and cakes. Yeah, she's a baker. So cakes and all that stuff. And so That's how I got this way. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we've been talking a lot about social media. Well... I don't know how we became friends on social media, but I looked this Jeff Glover guy up that my mom was telling me about and kind of followed his journey and started to see his billboards. And, you know, I said, you know what? Me and my wife prayed about it. And, you know, we really just felt God said to reach out to Jeff, you know. And so I reached out to Jeff and, you know, uh, didn't. So my, my interpretation of what real estate was, was, you know, you get into real estate, you make a lot of money, you drive some nice cars, you live in big houses mm-hmm. and, and you're successful. Yeah. And by the way, there's agents that still promote all that stuff, but right, yeah. And so I go into my interview and I meet with Jeff, and he's just, you know, he starts to tell me what real estate looks like in Jeff Glover and Associates, and he's like, "Yeah, we, you're not going to be able to even meet with a seller or a buyer for at least three to six months. You're going to be on the phones prospecting, and you know, this is going to, you know, like six, six, uh, six days a week, eight to ten hours a day. We're going to teach you everything that you need to know." And I started to like shrink back in my seat because a few years previous, when I first met my wife, I was in telemarketing and I was doing phone sales. And I've always been great at phone sales, but I thought, you know, after being in the mortgage business and moving on to other things, I'm like, yes, I don't need that. I'm, I'm, I got internet leads now and I got this and I got that. And, and I remember, Jeff, when you were sharing that with me, you're like, uh, you know, but, but if you'll trust me, even though it'll feel like you're taking a step back. Yep. Um, if you trust me, you'll be successful in a few years. And oh, by the way, while you're in this training, I can only pay you a thousand dollar a month draw. Yep. Draw. Yeah, just draw. So, Meaning you have to pay it back. And we had just had our fourth child. That's all I have, by the way. I don't have more than four. But that, at that time, it was just four. Because um, people are like, how many do you have now? <laughs> it's just four. And so, um, and so I left that day. Mm-hmm. You said, think about it. And I said, I'd get back to you. And I, I, I left actually that day discouraged because I'm like, there's no way yeah. I can take care of a family of four on $1,000 a month. Yep. And the thought of, I've done enough already. I don't need Jeff. I don't, right. I don't need to yeah. take this step back for three or six months. I want to start listing and selling real estate right now. Right now. So I went home and my mentor at the time, he said, how'd it go? I said, not good. So what do you mean? I said, well, you can only pay me $1,000 a month and I need to be a telemarketer. And I said, that's not what I'm looking for. I want to sell homes and drive nice cars and all that. So he said, but did you, did, did, would you want to work with him? Do you feel like you could learn from him? And I said, absolutely. He says, well, did you ask him for at least what you need or you want? And I said, no. And he challenged me to reach out to Jeff. And so I remember sitting at my, uh, my, my table at my house and sending Jeff an email. And I said, Jeff, I'm, I'm really interested in working with you, but I at least need $2,000. Mm-hmm. And Jeff said, I'll think about it, because at that time, you were only paying everybody a $1,000 right. draw. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Met with Jeff again, and obviously I believe he saw something in me to say, you know what, Justin, I'll, I'll do the... I'm going to take a chance on you. take a chance. I'll do the $2,000 a month draw, and I'm still thinking, I don't know how we're going to live off of $2,000 a month. I mean, you can barely buy anything with that. But again, I, I took Jeff for his word, and I said, you know what, I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to do this. Did the, uh, you know, the, the five days of training, you know, learning about prospecting and scripts and all of this stuff. We actually called it boot camp. Boot camp, yep. And day one, it was on a Monday, they gave me a phone, they gave me a desk and some, some leads. And I pulled out the paper leads and I began to dial like this and probably like 20 minutes in, I'm like, oh no, this sucks, I'm not doing this, I'm out of here. And I literally, I, I, I was about to walk out of the door and quit right then and there because again, I felt like a telemarketer. It took me back to, you know, days that I didn't want to go back to. Yeah. But at that moment, I just kind of had to look within and, and remember that at that time I really had nothing else going on and I knew that you know Jeff you know number one team in Michigan they were obviously doing something right and he said you can't you can't skip over this this is the only way that people come through the door here and succeed if you want to be with us yep. and I remember looking up on the board because he had a and he still has it today a listing board and a pending board and I remember seeing you know six thousand dollar checks seven thousand dollar checks ten thousand dollar checks and it's like if if getting there starts with this I'm going to do this. So I went through the 90-day program, set a ton of appointments, mm -hmm. and I couldn't wait to get out and actually become an outside sales agent, and um, became an outside sales agent in February of 2014. Mm -hmm. First month, I took 30 listings. Yep. Second month, 33 listings, pended 10, put, put 10 under, the, under contract. In my first six months, I took 100 listings, and in my first 12 consecutive months in the business, sold 100 homes, was Jeff's um, rookie of the year. Yep. Top producer of the year, yep. uh, joined the uh, Agent Leadership Council, was privileged to be featured in your commercials on TV, and actually became the inside sales manager of the company. Yeah, you, you were one of the best, if not the best, phone prospectors that had ever walked through the doors. And so we said, get this guy in leadership so he can train others to do the same. And so take us from there. And so was with Jeff for three years. Um, and uh, while I was there, I was the top agent for home sales uh, every year. And after three years, you know, I wanted to go out on my own and start my own company because, you know, being, being a leader, you know, I felt that, you know, I wanted to go out and do the same thing. Yeah. You know, not that I didn't enjoy my time, you know, with Jeff and succeed with Jeff. Sure. Um, I, I love leading people. I love, you know, taking things to the next level. And so I started my own independent brokerage and very quickly, probably within a, you know, a year, year and a half time, I had a couple of companies at a property management company and hired about 40 people between both companies, and I quickly realized that this wasn't really what I wanted. Yeah. I, I took a step back on production. Yep. You know, I went from selling, you know, 100 homes a year to like 50, and 50 is good, but it's not as good if you did 100 yeah. your first year. And you had higher expenses, higher costs. Never made a dollar. Not one dollar. I never took a paycheck for three years off of my independent brokerage because it was always going back into overhead and this and that. And Jeff, you said something to me when I was with you because, you know, I would always have these conversations with oh, yeah. you. And I always thought you were kind of doing it to like... Biased. Yeah. Right? I, had, I had some incentive Both. to keep me yeah. here. Yep. So, of course, he's going to tell me yeah. this and and, and... and so what he said was, he says, Justin, you can't be a top producer and a team leader or a broker at the same time and, and, and excel in both. You really have to do one or the other. I'm like, oh, I'll prove him wrong. And honestly, and I remember when I kind of reconnected with Glover, you, I came into an event you were doing in Battle Creek. 
actually it was in Livonia because it was before battle. Oh, the half day yep. session. Yep. I said, Jeff, you're right. I said, you know, I thought I wanted to be a broker and a team leader and have all of this. I said, but that's not where my passion is. I love to sell. Yeah. So at the end of 2018, I made a decision that I was going to go back into full-time production. Uh -huh. And in January of 2019, I came to my first Glover U event yep. after being gone from the company. It was in Battle Creek. And I remember being there and, and feeling the way all of you guys are feeling, like kind of convicted that you're not doing enough, encouraged that you can do more, inspired by everything that's going on here. And I said, I walked up to Jeff right after one of the sessions. I said, dude, I'm signing up for coaching today and I'm ready to rock out. And I didn't tell my wife. I pulled out my credit card. She wasn't here with me. And I walked up to Kit and I said, charge it. I'll tell my wife later. <laughs> <laughs> I signed up for the highest package. It was the, the, the premier package. Yep. And I didn't even know what I was signing up for. I just said, Kate, I want you to be my coach. Yep. And hired Kate. And Kate, uh, you know, what the great thing about a coach is they don't tell you what to do. They want to know what you want to do. And then they hold you accountable to doing it. Yeah. And so I told Kate, I said, Kate, you know, I want to do, you know, 10 million this year. And she said, okay what do you need to do on a daily basis to make that happen? I said, I need to be back on the phones like I used to when I was working with Jeff every single day from 8 until 12. And she says, okay, what is the penalty or what is, what, you know, what, what is the, what is the penalty going to be if, if, that, if you don't do that? And I right. said, well, let me think about that. And I remembered Jeff's story about the five checks. Remember the $500 checks? Yep. And I said, Kate, I said, if I don't show up on the phones every day, and she required me to take a picture of being logged into my dialer, Vulcan 7, having my headset on and literally being in the office ready to make dials, she said, I need you to send that picture to me. And I said, Kate, if I don't do that, here's my credit card. I literally gave her a copy of my credit card. And I said, I give you permission to charge my credit card $100 and make a donation to this organization that I would never support you know, outside of, I would never support them at all because it goes completely against my, my convictions. I give you permission to charge my credit card $100 and make this donation to this company if I don't do it. Well, I never had to make that $100 donation because for one year straight, I showed up every single day at 8 a.m. and checked in with her. And I went from 5.8 million in 2018 to 15 million in that year, 2019, and 90% of my business was from prospecting and lead generation. Yeah. And, and then last year, you know, I took it up a notch. I wanted to do 20 million, and then with the, when the pandemic hit, I'm like, how am I gonna hit my goals with the pandemic? And then I ended up doing 31 million and 125 transactions, and it was all from making the decision to get plugged back in, yep. and be committed, have the discipline, and, and, and do what it takes to, to make it happen. Awesome, that's awesome. There was so much that you said in there, and um, you know, one of the things, and of course, I have those conversations all the time. You're not the only one that has sat across and said, I think I can make more on my own. And of course, it feels biased when I say, let me tell you that it's not that easy. Let me show you why that's not always the case. And now that you've experienced, you could see, and you've, you've been in both sides, so then you've sat in the chair, and probably people have sat across from you, right? So it's, 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 amazing how life is full circle and how we've ended up back together and um, I, I appreciate the time that you spent with all of our ISAs through the years and of course now our prospecting boot camp attendees who get the time with you and I know that you're passionate about lead generation for buyers and sellers through the use of the phone and that's your thing so we don't have time to get into all of the sources and so forth but I know you have a breakout this afternoon where you're going to cover all that stuff you'll go deeper in that okay awesome cool
Kimberly, let's shift gears. Thanks, Justin. So um, you've got a pretty fascinating story. You've moved to a new town. You knew nobody. Tell us, give us an idea of what took place in your life. Yeah, so I've been licensed since the end of 2016, and I loved what you spoke about this morning, just like there's so many ways to get business in real estate, and yeah. I struggled so hard my first few years because I saw people that were crushing it with expireds, crushing it with bisbos, yeah. working their sphere really well, and so I, was tr I would see something and I would say, okay, cool, I'm gonna go try that. Um, and through the course of a couple years, I had an opportunity to move to the North Shore of Massachusetts in fall of 2017, and I was young, I didn't have a husband, it was just me and my dog, and so I was like, okay, if I'm ever gonna move somewhere new, I'd only ever lived like 45 minutes from where I grew up, even with college, I was like, now's the time. Yep. So I moved in November of 2017 to Salem, Massachusetts, mm -hmm. and joined a team there. So I was on a team as a buyer's agent, and in the summer of 2018, I started doing first-time homebuyer workshops. Yep. So it was kind of like, I didn't have a lot of success with it at first, and then through just making some changes, finally got a little bit of traction, and they offered me the opportunity to move to Boston to be their expansion partner there. And right. so I was like, great, I'll do it. Yeah. Like the few friends that I had made in that time that I lived in the area were all living in Boston, so I moved. Well. So I started uh, with my lender partner that I work with now in July of 2018 doing first-time buyer seminars mm -hmm. at a brewery. Went well, moved in August, because the deal that I had made with my team was they were like, we'll give you some pay-per-click leads, but you're gonna have to get more immediate business on your own. Yeah. So a month after I move, I got a call that everybody pretty much on the team had quit, <laughs> and I had no idea that any of this was going on, and they were like, we would love to have you stay, totally get it if not. Yep. And I looked at all the business that I had at that time and it was stuff that I had generated from those buyer workshops. And sure. so it didn't make any sense for me to stay. And yeah. from there, it's been a journey of building my own team. Sure. And buyer workshops, tell us how you do those. I mean, obviously I'm sure COVID um, changed things. So what did it look like prior to and what's it gonna look like now? Yeah, so before COVID, we were having them at a local brewery. Mm -hmm. The reason was I did a first, like the first few at my office and anybody in the Northeast knows like the first warm day. I mean, you guys get this kind of weather in Michigan too. The first warm day of the year, nobody wants to go to a real estate office on a weekend. Like oh. everybody wants to be outside. Wow. Half days. <laughs> exactly. So like the first nice day, the first one we did was okay attendance. The second one we did was a nice day and no one showed up. And I was like, okay, where could we have it that someone would wanna show up even if the weather was good? Like where's our target demographic gonna be hanging out? Yeah. And so that's where the brewery idea uh, came about. So we started, we partnered with a local brewery. We did from 2018 until a, almost a year to the date we were doing them at the brewery one to two times a month, and now we do them virtually on Zoom. Got it. So can you tell us, uh, prior to the Zoom experience, because I'm assuming as soon as you're able, you're going to go back to how you used to do them safely, I'm sure. Maybe. Interesting. <laughs> okay. So tell us what the Zoom experience looks like, since that's your life right now, and then we'll talk about what, what you've learned from doing them in person and what you change. So let's yeah, talk about the so Zoom ones first. It's I mean, all the content is the same. It's just the delivery is a little different. We're doing it virtually. I think there's pros and cons to each of them. 
Um, but I'm super focused on what my dollar per hour is now, and there's a lot more time that I have to invest in doing it in person with like setup. Yep. There's cost of having to rent the space. Yeah. Um, and we can't, we have like a cap on how many people can attend. Sure. On Zoom, we could theoretically have unlimited people at one time. Yep. So now we're just, we're sending people a link 24 hours before. All of the lead generation is done through Facebook. We have mm -hmm. ads driving them to an Eventbrite page. Yep. They sign up, they get the link, and then we hop on, give the whole same presentation for an hour and a half, and then similar follow-up. So I think some of the benefits of doing it virtually is like we do get a lot more engagement. People aren't so hesitant to ask a question yeah. that they might think is dumb, yeah. like in a room full of their peers. Makes sense. And then, um, so that's a benefit. It's also costing us a lot less and sure. just a different crowd. Like it's, it's a lot less time. People don't have as many excuses to like not I attend. I have this going on. I, can't, right. they I can won't like be able to make it in time. They can sit on their couch yep. in their pajamas mm -hmm. and listen to us talk about buying a home for an hour and a half. Yep. How do you, I, I understand you're spending a few bucks on probably Facebook advertising to boost it out there, but what is the incentive, before the incentive was it's at a brewery, which is cool, right? Yeah. And I don't know, did you buy their first round or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, we gave everybody a, a ticket for a free drink. Free drink, cool, which that's their incentive to show up to that. How do you get them to show up to the Zoom? What's their incentive to show up to that? Well, surprisingly enough, like, the free beer wasn't really the incentive. Mm -hmm. There would be a lot of people that would come and they didn't drink. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just like, the great thing about real estate is we can all work with the type of people that we want. I like to work with people that are very learning based. Yeah. And so I think it's just, they want that education. They want that free opportunity to learn a little bit more. And they're very open-minded, like learning based people. And yeah. so, the commitment is so low, why wouldn't they sign up for sure. an hour and a half free class? Yep. Um, so then, so the, give me an idea or give us an idea what a, the Facebook ad would look like, like visually. Um, super simple. So it's just a picture from one of our past events, uh, us like standing in front of a room of like 40 people talking. Yep. And the ad is just really straightforward. Hey, Boston, are you thinking about buying a home? Click here for our free first-time homebuyer seminar. Mm -hmm. And then it's, we use the same ad every single time, and then the link obviously changes for each event. Yep. And um, who do you target? Yeah, so when we had them at the brewery, I actually was very specific in my targeting because we had a limited number. So I, I would get very granular, like who's my ideal client. And yeah. now we don't have a limit on seats. So I don't care if people that have bad credit are coming. Like yeah. I, I don't have to focus on only getting the best, most qualified. Yeah. I just want the most amount of people to get into my funnel. So we're pretty much targeting everybody within 14 miles of the city. Cause I think that's the lowest you can do on Facebook. Mm -hmm. People that are renting, have interest in first time home buying, and then maybe interest in like an FHA loan. So the targeting is pretty simple. Got it, so just three or four things, right? Yep. Renters, um, and I'm sorry, what were the other two? Uh, FHA, and then there's like an interest on Facebook yep. that you can do for first time home buying. And you could probably, and I don't know if you experimented with this, the ones coming to mind would be like Zillow, right? If somebody's interested in Zillow, that means they're probably looking at real estate, right? I don't know if you've experimented with that one or not. Yeah, we have. It would probably get you a huge audience. Interestingly enough, I find that a lot of these people haven't actually started looking online yet. Wow. Even though we have had people that attend, and I had one girl that attended an event and bought a house the very next week, but most of them, like, 
they just don't know what they don't know. And so they're, they think they have to attend this before they can even start looking at houses. Yeah, interesting. So buyer seminars have been around for decades. Um, why do you think yours is effective compared to a lot of agents that, have, that might be thinking, yeah, I tried that or I've explored that, but I just don't see, what would you say to someone who said, I just don't see how people would take the time, whether physically or via Zoom, to show up to learn about how to buy a house, right? Like what, obviously it's working, it's paying off. Do you have, do you have an idea of, of why that's working for you? I think, honestly, it's because I just kept doing it. Like everything in real estate works, you just have to be consistent. And yeah. what our seminar is today is not what it always was. Like yeah. there was a year and a half that I never even asked people for their phone numbers because I was too terrified that they wouldn't sign up. Right. And now we're getting full lead capture information. Yep. I, and so any type of like system that you decide to commit to, it's gonna evolve over time. So don't look at people that are on stage and think, wow, they're doing it at a really high level level, I'll never be able to do that. Just pick something that really is something that you're passionate about, something that works with your personality, and then commit to evolving the system over time and getting better and better. Awesome. Um, last question I have in the buyer seminars. Um, agenda. You don't have to go through the whole 90 minutes with us, of course, um, but can you give us an idea, like, what do you do first as people are coming on, and what do you do to start, and, like, just give an idea of a simple agenda. Yeah, it's simple, and I think that's the most important thing. I have people reach out to me, and they're like, should I get my lender? Should I get my home inspector? They're not even thinking about that kind of stuff. Um, they like you don't need your title person, you don't need your ho home inspector, you don't need all these extra auxiliary people to the transaction. What they want to know is what do I need to do to get started and financing? Like, are my student loans going to get in the way? So what we do when they first come on is we kind of set some ground rules. We require everybody to turn their camera on. This is how we're going to ask you to engage, to participate. We have a lot of participation and like engagement built into the script of it. And you just have to be un like okay with the uncomfortable silence the first time we, yeah. you ask a question. And then they realize like, okay, I can't just sit here and be silent. Like yeah. they're not just gonna brush past this. So we set kind of the ground rules. We talk about the market, what's going on in the market, what's a buyer's market versus a seller's market. What do you need to know about that? Some of the benefits of home ownership. And then a huge portion of it is financing related. Mm -hmm. And then we talk about the actual steps um, to get started. So. The whole time I'm setting the expectation that after this, the next step is to set an appointment with us if you're anywhere within 12 months of buying to yep. get started in the process. Yep. So I think that's a problem that a lot of people don't do is they don't close at the end of it. Um, and that's why they don't work. You have to set the expectation that after this, you, we'll reach out and you need to set an appointment next, with us to step, get started. The next level. Exactly. Love it. Let's talk about results for a second, then we're going to move on to Jay. Um, in 2020, how many of these did you do? Uh, we did two, two to three a month. I would say probably roughly 24 to 30. 24 to 30. And what took place in your business from 2018 to last year? Yeah, so 2018 um, was kind of the first year that I started doing them. I made like no money <laughs> that year. I made maybe like $40,000. Mm -hmm. Uh, 2019 was my first full year in Boston. I did 11.7 million in volume, mm -hmm. and then last year just under 25 million. Which was over 300,000 in GCI. Uh, I think I ended up at 450. Wow, Yeah. awesome. And this is your number one source of business? 
It is. Well, my business is changing a little bit now because I get a lot of agent referrals and agent. actually a lot of client referrals. That's been, I was going to say repeat referral from the home buyer seminar. Yeah, and I'm starting to have clients that bought their first place in 2018 yeah. that are they bought like a starter condo yeah. and now they're selling and buying that next house. The whole thing I've been thinking as as she's been talking, which we covered this a year and a half ago, was all of these that would qualify to go in our exchange database, meaning you made a great impression. They're now, whether they're buying a home from you, whether they can afford to, whether they have good credit, bad credit, whatever, they're now in your database. And if they're not buying from you anytime soon, they're at least referring you law of reciprocation for the value that you provided to them. Yeah, exactly. And it's so fascinating. I, I'm convinced that most agents don't ask their clients for referrals because we get a lot of people that attend and we have this whole promise script that we deliver during our presentation yeah. where we set the expectation that we're going to ask them for a referral if yeah. we do a really great job. And a lot of times they're like, oh, well, I have, my friend's already bought. And I'm thinking in my head, why did you not use their agent mm -hmm. if they already bought? Yeah. Um, and we end up getting a ton of referrals from them anyways. Yeah. Yeah, we had Mike Hicks, The Promise, on stage here Yeah, we totally are indeed that. That's right. <laughs> awesome. All right, thank you for that. Jay, let's talk. And I promised you we would go a few minutes long, so we have to get to this fascinating gentleman down here. So, Jay, talk to us about um, your business, what it looks like today, your number one source, why it's your number one source. Let's hear it. Yep, thanks. So... Our number one source is database. And when I got first in the business, um, I used to go to conferences like this with Floyd Wickman and oh, yeah. took some classes and probably like Justin, who is big on Fizbo's expires. I was cold calling yep. using a crisscross directory and that's how I built up my business. But I also realized I didn't like doing that mm -hmm. on the Fizbo's, calling the expires, yep. cold calling that stuff. But like Justin was saying, like my father was my broker, he was my mentor. He was like, this is what you have to do. So that's all I did. I didn't know any difference. I didn't have any bad habits. So over time, but he also taught me, we've got to build this database. Yeah. So, and that's where the database evolved. And like, I mean, I'm not some great agent and I'm just good with relationships and the referrals come and, and it's like you were talking about it this morning, picking that kind of that one thing. And yep. I realized I don't really want to do the FISBOs, the expires, and all that such, which the is- whole, For the rest of your life. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's a great way to get business and ultimately build up that database. So we, we're doing about 90, 92% referral, past client referral database. Yep. I'm starting to do a little, I'm surprised. Um, we did like almost 30 last year transactions just on agent referrals as well. Yeah. Which is also in our database. Yep. So what, what clicked? What, what switched in your mind when you went from the, the prospecting to you know what, I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be a database agent. This needs to be my focus. Great question. Probably about seven, eight years ago, I had met a gentleman, was doing an open house. I had a property listed near my uh, house where I live. Mm -hmm. Came in unrepresented. We put an offer in and there's a bunch of offers and they went with the highest offer, which wasn't us. It was my listing, so we went with another offer. So I knew, put this guy on my database, and one of the biggest mistakes I made was, my father had told me, get everyone in your database that you've sold the house to. No one ever taught me, doesn't have to be someone that's sold the house to. Yes. So this gentleman, I put him in my database, and we have a system where we just send out different mailers, we do different events, they get invited, all that kind of stuff. I forgot all about this gentleman, but he was in our database. So fast forward, this was like seven years ago, this guy calls me up and he says, hey, Jay, great news. He's like, I just bought a house, um, but we need to sell our house. Well, first I was like, oh my gosh, like 
I didn't keep in touch with this guy, and he bought a house in the same neighborhood that he did the open house, which was like a $700,000 house. Mm-hmm. He said, but you did such a great job keeping in touch with me. Well, you know, will you come list our house? And I'm thinking, I don't remember this guy. I have no clue who he is. I had to go back and look at my notes because I hadn't called him. Yep. And even today, one of our, my best referral sources, a gentleman who bought a for sale by owner years ago, not with me, but felt so comfortable what I did, through his church, I've gotten 15, 16 referrals, and I cannot add how many people that he, those referrals that refer me. Yeah. Again, someone who had never, you know, I'd sold a house to, but I learned that database is just key, and that's just the thing that now we focus on, and, and I will give you and Kate so much credit, because last year when this pandemic hit, like, I freaked out. I mean, that first week, and we were, our office shut down, and I was at home, and um, most people in my office know me, and I, I go to work, I try to dress for success, and ha- turn off the home life. Yep. And Kate was like, well, let's talk about what went wrong that first week. And I'm sitting on my couch, trying to call people, just mentally in the mindset I wasn't there. And then Kate's like, well, tell me about your normal routine. And she said, let's do that. And Kate was like, listen, put a suit on, go to, go to work in your house, which was weird to me, but yeah. it made me get back into that system. Yep. And what really helped, and what Kate and you said, Jeff, were just, you guys were so far ahead of everybody else. And I remember one of the videos, you said, we gotta make care calls. It's not real estate right now. Yeah. That gave me the excuse to call the clients who I hadn't talked to in five or seven years yep. that I was afraid to call. And so I just called them and said, you know, Jeff, how are you doing? Just checking in, this is crazy what's happening right now. Yep. Which naturally pretty much led to, what's, how's that happening in the real estate? Yeah. And I think I did seven or eight transactions just from those care calls, and it's been phenomenal. Yeah, awesome. So um, talk to us a little bit about your database. How do you add value to that group? You know, there's several agents in the room that, like me, grew up in this prospecting-based business, you know, for sale by owners, expires, and it's, it's hard to make that switch. You're either one or the other, right? If you're really good at prospecting and, and, and that type, you're usually not that great at database and vice versa. If you're great at database, you're normally avoiding the phone. So how did you make that switch? Um, just, I guess, for my natural, I remember one of the coaches or someone over the years just said, like, be who you are, mm-hmm. be passionate, whatever that is. And, you know, I, I truly love to help people. Um, and the database was the natural way to do it. And yep. so we do different stuff, um, just like you guys do with your reviews. So we we try to make an incentive. I mean, let's face it, people still like to get stuff. So um, anybody that refers us business, we'll send them a thank you card, a Dunkin' Donut gift card, Starbucks, whatever. Um, if you go ahead, because we were having trouble getting the reviews. And I remember at one of our conferences a few years ago, um, Nick Waldner, who's a huge agent in our office, yep. was making an incentive for people to fill them out. So the more yep. they did, we would have a drawing um, every few months, which we, and we haven't been as consistent with it, but they sent us a referral, they'll get their name entered to the drawing and we'll give away a $100 gift card. And people do like to get stuff. So um, we'd have customer events, um, which obviously changed a little bit last year, um, where they would, we'd go to the Orioles game. And I just heard yesterday that the Orioles this year will have 50% capacity. So hopefully we can do our, we take the Orioles um, event, we'd have a bus, Mm -hmm. not everybody would make it. Um, So we try to do things that make them want to be in our database, we have the um, NCAA tournament coming up, so we do a free bracket 
where everyone can enter up to three drawings. And these are people that don't even have to be in our database, but if they send us their information, we add them to the it gives database. Gives them incentive to be in it. Correct, and it's a free. So all the little things that we can do just to get them to uh, partake in it um, and just make it easier and then you know, get those referrals and just build that relationship. Yep, yep, love that. So fast forward to today. What does your business look like today? What are you focusing on? Yes, that's not surprising. It's the database. Um, we do have an agent on our team, Nick, who's taking one of your classes right now, which um, I definitely want to get him in Justin's boot camp. Like, I, this guy is phenomenal. I went to his class yesterday and was just, like, blown away. I mean, he's, you know, like mini Jeff over there, just you know, awesome. Um, but we, we just learn, and, and we've talked about it. Like, everyone's freaking out our industry, and you talk about it. I just loved your post about the whole Zillow thing. Like, let's stop worrying about what everyone else is doing. It's still, this is a relationship business. Like, I remember, you know, when the internet first came out, when everyone, all the agents were freaking out, like, oh my God, they're not going to need us. And they yeah. still need us as long as we have those relationships. So it's just going back, staying in touch. It's like Ellie. I mean, she's in my marketplace and she does an unbelievable job and she is just phenomenal. So yep. if she's ever too busy, you know, you can send referrals to us. I know she's got that <laughs> locked down. Um, but she does a great job of it. Yeah. And it's just, you look at all the successful people, they have one thing or something, you know, like Kimberly's doing the, you know, home buyer seminars. Yeah. Just get something you like and do it over and over and over. And like you said, monotonous, yep. and boring and all. Yeah. Well, I, I respect your business. You've, you've really taken everything that, that we've shared with you. And you were a great producer before you joined uh, coaching. And of course, we've refined some of your skills. And it's, it's an admirable trait for that you, you are willing to keep your head down and just go to work every single day. Right, like you mentioned during COVID, still showing up, walking into your home office with a suit on every single day, staying consistent no matter what. Well, you said something that was just crazy, and it was so true. It was like I forget you were doing one of your first lives. You're like, listen, like now we got to double down, lead gen, double all this stuff. And he's like, you will be two to three months ahead of everybody else. Yeah. And there's a few agents in our office who were consistently still doing it. Yep. And then two or three months into it, people in our office were like, hey, what do you, what's going on? Why is your business going crazy? I'm yes. like. Jeff Glover, like he and our coach Kate was talking about this months yep. ago. Yep. Like you guys should have been doing this months ago. And we did the whiteboard activity. Yes. And I did the yes. average agent's business is going to look like this. And the agent that actually doubles down right now is going to look like this. And I showed the graph of how you'd have a 90% decline in closings in the month of May and all of that. Yeah. Right? That's the one you're referring to, I think. Right? Absolutely. He was spot on. Like, and I was with a different coaching company for years. And I love that, like Justin said, the previous coaches I had, it was more like they kind of just coach you in a box and it was what they wanted. And Kate would talk to me and ask me like, what did I want and hold me accountable to what I wanted, which I thought this is like Glover U is a family. Like it is so crazy. Like it's just, everyone here has been awesome and it's so different than what I'm used to. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. And Jay, uh, because you were the last to go, you've got a lot more to share, and I've got a lot of questions to ask you. So if you're around, will you join me in one of the breakouts? Sure. Okay, awesome. Cool. Let's hear it for our panel. Thank you, guys. Thank you for taking your time to join Jeff today on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast. To get started on having an unreal business, take the real estate self-assessment. After you complete the assessment, a member of Glover U will get on a call with you to create an action plan to improve your score. Go to www.gloveru.com self. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. 
Search for Live Unreal with Glover U on iTunes, Podbean, or Spotify and subscribe today. Until next time.